0: 101. A very pleasant good Monday morning everyone. Welcome into Life Planning 101. We have Angela Kennedy Robinson on the phone with us this morning. Good morning Angela. Good Monday morning and we're off to another great week in July with the world being chaotic and reality is is that if we look inwardly, nothing much has changed, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, But, yes, we have a wonderful show on Life Planning 101 today, and I want to start by telling you a little story about a young man named John that received a, a parrot as a gift. So the problem was is this parrot had a very bad attitude, and even worse was his vocabulary. His mouth was rude, obnoxious, and of course, laced with a little profanity that no one wanted to hear. And John tried and tried and tried to change the bird's attitude by consistently saying only polite words, he played soft music, and he tried anything else he could to clean up that bird's vocabulary, but nothing seemed to work. So finally one day, he got fed up, and he yelled at the parrot. Well, the parrot yelled back. So John took the parrot and he shook the parrot. And the parrot got angrier and even more rude. So in desperation, John took him and threw him in his freezer. And for a few minutes, the parrot squawked and kicked and screamed. And then suddenly, it was nothing but quiet, not a peep. So actually, he got a little fearful. He thought, well, did I kill him? (laughs) So he opened the door to the freezer, and the parrot came out calmly, and he didn't say much. And he eventually said, I believe I may have offended you with my rude language and my actions and I'm sincerely remorseful for the inappropriate transgressions, and I fully intend to do everything I can to correct my rude and unforgivable behavior. John, of course, he was stunned by this parrot and what he had to say, and eventually he went past her and said, so what made you have such a dramatic change in your behavior? And the bird said, well, may I ask what the chicken did? (laughs) Yes. so... Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Absolutely. As for the parrot, it didn't matter what people said to him, what they did, how they responded. Unless something was going to change internally for that parrot, nothing was going to change. <laughs> so, You can only imagine what our show is about today. It's all about change. And in preparation for this, I was actually really excited. I uh, found, I don't know, have you been a reader of Reader's Digest over the years, Terry? I have, yes. Okay, that And this morning. I was reading uh, 15 wonderful stories of people that have changed their life from something negative, changed their life from things that they didn't like, and they made um, things great. And, you know, I wrote down a couple of these because I wanted to share them with you. So, for example, there was a 53-year-old man who was laid off from senior management, and he decided he'd open his own restaurant. He'd always wanted to do it. Well, 18 years later, COVID even, he's still going strong. Pretty cool. 53 years old, right? Wow. Yeah. A 40-year-old was in one of the stories. He was 5'6", at the time he was 40, and 360 pounds. And he just made the decision one day. He didn't want to live his life that way because he couldn't do anything. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't enjoy life. Well, 14 years later, he's still 175 pounds. Good for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another gentleman lost his wife at age 40. And when he lost her, she was only 36. And um, he thought, you know, there's something more to life than this. And he felt like he was supposed to be doing something more with his life. So he was actually a co business owner. He sold his business to his partner and went back to school to learn about therapeutic humor. Well, he became a speaker and also the well-known author of The Healing Power of Humor. Isn't that cool? That is cool, yes. Yes. Um, man, age 42, quit his six-figure job that was just absolutely toxic. It took down not only himself you know, and self-esteem, but also his family. His wife divorced him, moved off with the kids, all due to this, this job and he ended up renting a cabin in the wilderness for nine months where he hiked and kayaked and read and wrote and got everything out of his system and he needed to get out. And after that, he ended up starting a Walton Woodard Farm, which is a bath and beauty company, and it became a million-dollar business within a three-year period of time. Good for him. Wow. And then last but not least, a 31-year-old lady she broke her spine in a skiing accident actually we ended up breaking 10 bones total and she was laid up for several months well her sleepwear was so uncomfortable <laughs> she ended up starting her own clothing line called raven and crow while she was laid up huh. yeah so the point is none of these are stories of just everything was okay There was no not falling down. There was nothing easy about them, right? Right. And we all want that, though. We all think that things will just get handed to us or laid in our lap. And, you know, I'm a Christian, and I can honestly say this, is that, you know, I've prayed for change, even when I'm not willing to change and and not being willing to admit that I need to change. But I pray for that change, right? I want things to happen. And I'm guilty of that. And I, I would have to admit that there's a lot of us that are guilty of that. We just want things to change without the hard work or the tough decisions or, you know, um, you know the, the having to the cut the cord, so to speak, to happen because it's not comfortable to do it. Well, I have a question for you. And, Terry, you don't have to answer this question. I don't want you to answer this question because it's really a question for everybody. It's a question for me. You know, if we're sitting here 10 years from today, and I was to tell you that everything in your life was still the same as it is today, everything, except the fact that it's 10 years later, how would you feel about that? That's pretty powerful, right? Very good question. So it goes back to the fact that nothing changes if nothing changes. My dad, I know he's been on the show before, and he's asked a question. He's very famous for asking this question, or questions, I should say. He always says, could you, would you win? So could you make a change? Would you make the change, right? Because could you make the change? I think all of us could say, yeah, I I could make that change. It may be tough, but I I could do it, right? But the would you make the change, that's where we lose a lot of people (laughs) in a sense. Because are we really willing to make those changes, whatever they need to be, like that gentleman that quit his six-figure job that was toxic? You know, apparently to him that was the prestige, it was his reputation, and to cut that cord was huge. It was security. But he needed to do it. And what was it going to take for him to do that, right? So would you make the change you might be able to do it but would you do it would you actually do it what's it going to take is it going to take sitting here and thinking about your life 10 years from today the same as it is today and you don't like that answer to make that change whatever it is you need to motivate yourself right right and then when could you would you win when are you going to do it when are you going to start now you got a lot of people getting nervous Yeah, you do, right? Because, I mean, that's a call to action right there. right today. Can you do it today? And we're all guilty of that, aren't we? You know, I've been uh, feeling over this last year, you know, I felt God just says, right. He wants me to write. And yet, still, I ignore the call at times when I know I need to be doing it. Why? I can make a thousand excuses. I have kids. I have animals. I have business. Everything to tend to. When will you do it? When will you start that? We're all guilty of that. So right here on Life Planning 101, you don't want to miss today's show. Nothing changes if nothing changes and how possibly you could be sitting here 10 years from today with the best life that you could have ever imagined. Segment 2, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX, KWBY, and there is change possibly in your future, right, (laughs) Angie? (laughs) <laughs> that's right. I hope there is. I hope for everybody that uh, nobody comes out of this pandemic unchanged in some way. You know, I think um, we have been talking about this all along. You can either go through something or you can grow through it. And it's a choice that you make, right? But nothing changes if nothing changes. And that's the bottom line. You know, we're a life planning firm. Lots of people have, Well, why do you do what you do? Well, uh, you know, I have a credential behind my name. It's called Certified Retirement Counselor. And counselor, in a sense, is not just talking about money. It's talking about life. It's talking about life planning, not just money planning. Because are we living for our money, or is our money living for us? And that's always my big question. And I think too often we end up living for our money. And that's totally whacked up. It shouldn't be that way. Right. So, you know, if we go back to what is life really about, I think this is an incredible time for all of us to stop and pause and breathe and really really ask ourselves these tough questions about where we're at in our lives and is there some type of change that needs to happen or, or you want to happen and maybe you you want it maybe you've been praying for it but the reality is is that change can't happen if you're not willing to change in some area and you know i think a lot of this sometimes we feel like not everything's in our control In fact, there's a lot that's not in our control. In fact, there's pretty much everything that's not in your control. But there's always little things that are. And we fail to see those little things that could move mountains. We fail to realize that maybe changing our grocery list could change our diet. We fail to realize that maybe starting a budget could change our future. Those are big things, but they start with little things. So I want to challenge you with the thinking that COVID-19 has given you the gift of time. Would you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I agree with it. I mean, I I don't think there's anyone out there that can say that I haven't had more time in 2020 than I've had it combined (laughs) several years before. And remember, I remember going back and, and hearing people and you asked how people are doing and And people will tell you they're doing fine. And then all of a sudden you start hearing people say, well, I've been busy. Oh, I'm tired. So it goes from fine to busy to tired. Fine to busy to tired. What does that really mean? mean, Is there any purpose behind any of those three words? I don't think. No. Yeah. I think it's just kind of just language. It's just it's, it's nothing. Or maybe it means everything. And that's what you need to be asking yourself you want to go back to that life of fine, busy, or tired? I don't. No. You know? Um, so let's look at this gift of time to think about those things and really ask ourselves that question I asked in the first segment of the show, that if you're sitting here 10 years from now and everything in your life is still the same, exact same as it is today except for the fact that it's 10 years later, Are you okay with that? Are you not only okay with that, is that a fulfilling life for you? And that's a really good question, right? And I think I really believe that if we were all honest with ourselves, every single one of us could find something that we would like to have a little bit different. Absolutely. I mean, I, no one wants to stay exactly status quo. Right. And is there really such a thing? There's a saying the about you're either growing or dying. Right. So what are you choosing? And here you have COVID-19, you have this gift of time, in a sense. Are you using it wisely? You know, are you focusing on the little things that need change to make that really big change you want? And I think a lot of people say, well, I don't really know what that is. I think the problem's too big. And I was reminded by a good friend recently, It's kind of been a prayer warrior for me, and um, you know, she's somebody that I can be able to confide in uh, from the spiritual aspect. And I was reminding her, she said, you know, she said, Angela, she said, your mind is so complex. You think outside of the box all the time. Sometimes I think you forget to look at the simple things. That was a really good point, right? Or I was looking at that big picture, that complex issue? What about those little things? Just going for a walk today, 30 minutes. Did that make a change in your life? Perhaps a little devotion time. Everybody says we need to meditate. Why are they saying we need to meditate? Well, I think it's because we have a a pandemic of anxiety in our country. Everybody has anxiety, stress, depression, something going on. Well, why are those things? And then they tell us we need to meditate. Well, why do we need to meditate? Because we're not taking time to search within and to breathe and to really focus on what our body needs so that we can be the best that we can be. Not only for ourselves, but for everybody else To show the love that we need to show Right? Right. So what if you did that? What if you took 30 minutes to go for a walk And breathe? What if you took 30 minutes to do a devotion Spend time with the Lord? What if you started tracking Your budget today? What if you literally just, all you did Was download the app today And tomorrow you start linking bank accounts to it? Huh Those little bitty things but yet we seem to make it so overly complicated, and I think some of it is that we don't know where to start. And I'm a big believer. Right? I don't know the statistics. I didn't pull any statistics up. I'm a big believer, though, that you know the, the rule of thumb that you need to write down your goals, or are things aren't going to happen. I truly believe that. I think there's some connection between writing and the mind, and I'm not talking um, on a computer, not typing. I mean writing. Uh, when I go to meetings. To learn, I still bring my yellow pad and a pen and I write. I write what I learned so I ingrain it and I go back and remember those things, right? Well, the same thing works with your goals and you know, I would challenge you to, you know, look at that long term and if you don't know where to start with that long term, right? Beginning with the end in mind, you let us know. We've got tools for that. But you know, look at that long term. Look at where you do want to be years from now and then That chart. Well, in order to be there 10 years from now, five years, I've got to be doing this. Write that down. Three years, I need to be doing this to get to that five years. Write that down. In one year, in 12 months, I need to be doing this to get to that. Write that down. Okay, in 12 months, then in six months, what do I need to be doing to have that 12-month goal met? Write that down. Three months. One month one week. The next seven days. Write it down. And you know what the best thing about it is if you do that and you pull this out on a weekly basis, you know how many check marks you can put out there? A bunch. How good yeah. How good does it feel to put a check mark by something? Very good. Yeah, it feels really good. I've got a to do list the size of Texas. Uh, Every week, And I think, I mean, it can be overwhelming if I let it be overwhelming. But as I go through and I start checking things off, it feels really good to know that I'm getting things done. Well, why is your life any different? It's chaos and chaotic if you don't ever organize it. We would all agree with that. But are we actually tracking our progress? And I think a lot of times people get burned out because they see no progress. They're living in uh, what Dan Sullivan calls the gap, the gap versus the gain. You live in the fact that you're never doing any good, right? You haven't improved at all. You haven't improved an inch. When the reality is you've improved a whole lot. And, you know, he wrote this great book, and at the beginning of the book, he asked this question about, you know, you think about your first job. Terry, you think about your first job,
1: right. what you were
0: making, what you were doing. Now, think about where you are today. Is that an improvement? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, but how many times do we look at that? You know, when we got that first job, we got that first paycheck, then we started already looking at that next job that we wanted and that next paycheck that we wanted and that next lifestyle that we wanted. We never sat there and stopped and appreciated the fact that we hit that milestone, did we? No. No, we reached for more. And we do that all the time. Instead of appreciating what we've already been able to accomplish and looking back and having that gratitude, we're living in that gap versus that gain. That's a very, very, very powerful thing. You let your mind be consumed with what you don't have versus be grateful for what you do have. So maybe that only the change that you need to make is just start being grateful each day for something that happened that day. Perhaps that's it. Perhaps that's the one thing that would change everything. Nothing changes. If nothing changes, we'll be back on Life Planning 101 here after the break. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KTX 2 Y. Angela? Yes, and we're talking about if nothing changes, nothing changes. Now, COVID-19, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, has given us all this amount of time to really focus on what's most important in life. And it may just start with those little things, like we talked about before. You know, one of the things I, uh, I forgot to ask, you know, before the break is maybe your family is what needs the most focus. And what if you just started having weekly family dinner, a weekly game night? What difference would that make looking back 10 years from now? Heck, if you're sitting here from a year from now and you did any of these little changes to your life that we talked about, what would the difference be? Little. I'll So we all want to live this great life, and I fear, my thought is, we spend too much time taking for granted each moment that passes. And there's a great poem by Linda Ellis, and it's called The Dash. If you haven't heard it, it goes like this. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on our casket from beginning to end. He noted that the first came the date of her birth and spoke of the following years with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. So that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth, and now only those who love to know what the little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the car, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about that long and hard. Are there things you would like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what is true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation, more and love the people in our lives like we never have loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions three hash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Remember, nothing changes if nothing changes. It's not the big things. It's the little things, the tiny things, the gratitude, the daily action of just breathing. Focusing on the things that matter most. And I go back to my dad's question. Could you do it? Could you make those little changes? We all agree we can. So would you do it? What do you need to motivate you? What is going to be the pain point that makes you do it? Figure it out. Motivate yourself. Create that would you so you can answer yes. And then answer when. When is it going to happen? Will it be today, or will we be sitting here a year from now, and nothing changed, because nothing changed? My name is Angela Robinson, from Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless all of our listeners, and we just pray that, uh, you know, his favor walks before you in, in your lives and that, you know, all of the things that you need to work out in your life to be able to make the next 10 years the best, it happens for you. And with that, um, make sure if you want any more information or tools about life planning, go to wwwkennedy and go to our Learning Center where you will find tons of tools to help you figure out how to best send your Dash.